Hi, everyone. My name is Trika Wheeler, and I want to welcome you to the Professional DNA Podcast. I am here as your career mindset strategist and the founder and CEO of T. Wheeler Strategic Solutions, a professional development and consulting company. I am so passionate about leveraging strategy to advance in anything you do in life. It's my passion and my mission to help you strategically navigate your professional journey and help you to discover your professional DNA, your defined natural ability to succeed. I am here to help you discover your unique value and to shift those mindsets and design a strategy to help you advance in your career, make more money, and do so all while achieving work-life harmony. That's right, your career, your professional life, and your personal life coexisting and working harmoniously together. It's time for you to win, and I'm here to help you cross the finish line. Grab that notebook, grab that pen, and let's jump in. Hey, Achievers, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Professional DNA Podcast. This is Tarika Wheeler, your career and mindset strategist. I hope you guys are doing great. Um, This is a season, we're just going to jump right in because this is a season where it's springtime. People are thinking about growth. They're thinking about renewing. They're thinking about new things in their lives. And a lot of times you're thinking about what needs to bloom and blossom in your career? What needs to bloom and blossom along your professional journey? And so whether if it's you're looking for a new position within your current company or organization, or perhaps you are looking for uh, a new position and shift into another industry, <clears throat> excuse me, or another company, you got to go on an interview, <laughs> right? You got to talk to people. You have to go interviews, you have to talk to people. And I wanted to really chat about what are some key things that you need to do so that you can ace your interview with confidence. I want you to know going in and coming out that you got an A plus, right? You aced it. And so today, let's dig into some strategies to help you make sure that you are confident you're confident. You know that you know that you know that you came in and you rocked it. You did a good job. And no matter what the company, the hiring manager, the recruiter decides, the panel decides, I still want you to leave that interview with confidence. So many times um, professionals will enter into an interview and just not have done some of the core essential things to set themselves up for success. And so that stops now. If you have an interview that's coming up, if you're thinking about pursuing a, a career change, you know, a move, a shift, if you are, you know, get, you're getting the interviews, right? So clearly you, maybe you've got a really strong resume, strong digital presence, the calls are coming in, but you're not closing the deal. I want to talk with you a little bit about some things that you need to do, some, some sure strategies that you can start to implement right now so that you can begin to ace these interviews with confidence. So get your notebook, get your pen. Let's let's dig in because I'm ready. I'm ready for you to, as I've been saying this for a couple episodes, like I'm ready for you to win. This is another area where you can win, right? In this interview space, I'm all about helping you design career strategies, but also, also I want to see you increase your compensation. I want to see you increase your salary. I want you to get those, you know, five figure increases in your 
career. You deserve it. You right? You're you're working hard, which is great, but there it goes more than that. It's more than just working hard, especially when you are looking to shift and apply for new positions. It's more than just your hard work. It's more than just your skills. It's more than just what's on your resume. It's also how you tackle the interview itself. Okay, so let's jump in. I'm going to give you about seven things today, seven things today that I want you to consider, seven strategies that you can kind of think through, how can I begin to implement this into the interview process? Alrighty, so let's jump in. Number one, number one is, is, is pretty basic. It's going to sound pretty basic, but it is so, I think, underestimated the power of step one. And step one is being prepared. You have to be prepared. And when I say be prepared, I want you to think about two things. I want you to be prepared from a company background perspective, but The other thing I want you to be prepared for is knowing the market for the job that you're actually going after. So let's talk about the company piece. If you're going into a a relationship, right? (laughs) Let's just think about this. If you're going into a relationship, uh, whether if you're dating or perhaps when you were dating uh, prior to being married, whatever it may be, you were doing your research. You wanted to know any and everything about that person that you could possibly figure out. Um, we wanted to know things about their their background, their family, their education, their finances, all the different things you could possibly think about. You were digging in. We have to do the same thing when we're researching a company. I want you to dig in. Look up that company. That company has a website. Look up that company and do your research. What's their mission? What's their vision? What's their strategic goals? What are their core values? What is the information that is publicly available about that company? Utilize sites like Glassdoor, LinkedIn. What are people saying about the company? Who works there? Look at um, the network of individuals that work there. Perhaps there are individuals that um, list that list the company and you can go to a tool like LinkedIn and look up that company and it will say, you know, these people work in this organization. Just as, just as you can utilize LinkedIn to identify opportunities, you can also utilize as a platform to seek and understand who's there, right? So I want you to do your research. Why? Because you want to be able to draw upon that research as you're preparing responses to questions. And we'll get to that in just a bit. So research section number one of that is company. Section number two of doing your research is about doing market research. You need to go in understanding what is the range of the salary? What does the market say for that particular position? So if you're going after an accountant position, you're going after a project management position, an administrative assistant position, whatever it may be, utilize tools like Payscale where you can go on and you can put in information about yourself, information related geographically where you are, the type of experience that you have, the title, the company, and it will give you this report that's phenomenal that helps you understand what's the market, right? I want you to do your research so that when you do your research, you are armed with the tools to go in and not only perform strong when it comes to responding, but when it's time for negotiation. And if you haven't done your research, how are you going to do that? Okay, so super quick and easy. It seems so simple as being prepared, but being prepared really starts at the beginning before you even step into 
the building before you sit down and get on the Zoom or the Teams link that they've sent you. Being prepared is taking the time to do the research so that you can go in ready to rock and roll, okay? That's number one. Number two is about your environment. So I know, you know, right now we're still in the midst of the pandemic, but things are definitely opening up, opening up. People are going into the office, uh, they're, they're back in their buildings, and some interviews are actually in person, but many are still virtual. I want you to think about the environment in which you are in. If you are doing a virtual interview, it is so incredibly important that you ensure that you are in a well-lit environment. They need to see you just as if you were up close and personal in a boardroom or a meeting room in their office, in their building, they need to see you. So be sure that you have really good lighting. You're sitting up nice and tall. I teach my clients, you know, let's not sit in a chair that swivels because you tend to kind of turn left and right. And when you're doing that, it's almost distracting, right? There's so many things that happen virtually that actually can be distracting to the recruiter or the hiring manager or panel on the other side. So when you're thinking about your virtual environment, I want you to try and reenact, if you will, if you were actually in the building, if you were actually in a room versus being on screen. Okay. One of the tips that I also give is put something next to your camera. It's going to help you focus. So if it's a post-it note with your favorite motivational word or um, favorite name or something that's going to draw your attention, but also can help ease the nervousness and focus you on making eye contact with that camera, because that's like making eye contact with who's on the other end of the camera. Okay. So the, the environment piece from a virtual perspective is so important. When you're in person or virtual, let me tell you something, appearance matters. Appearance matters. If you are virtual, sure, you could have yoga pants on the bottom and a blouse and a jacket or cardigan or a, a collared shirt buttoned down you know, with a tie or perhaps a whole suit depending on the type of uh, job that you're interviewing for, position that you're interviewing for. But it's important that your appearance is giving of the personal and professional brand that you want people to walk away from when they are finished speaking with you, right? Before we even open our mouths, people see us. You may say, well, you know, what does that look like? Because I, you know, want to show up as my authentic self. I want you to show up as your authentic self. I think that in 2022, um, we are definitely redefining what professional is, but you also have to understand the environment in which you are going into. And you have to understand not only that environment, but what is the culture there, which is why you got to do your research. What is the um, acceptable you know, attire. And I would say, if you don't know that, then it is always best to just go business professional. And then, you know, once you get the job, once you are making that transition in your career, then you can make some adjustments. But you want to be sure that the moment they open that door and ask you to walk in, the moment they turn that screen on and you're in front of the panel or the individual that's interviewing you, that you are giving them the executive presence that you want them to see. That this is what this is what you're getting before I even wow you with my skill sets and expertise and experience and capabilities. I want you to visually see the presence that I bring to the table. Okay? It matters. If there anyone who tells you appearances not matter, I'm telling you they're wrong. Because it does matter. It does matter how you show up, how you present yourself in an interview. Okay. So again, first one was being prepared. Second one, talking about the environment and really thinking about whether if you're in a virtual space or you're going in person, that 
your environment is prepared virtually and that you are physically prepared both virtually and when you're going physically into an interview. Let's jump to number three, pitch ready. Pitch ready. I need you to have a strong pitch. You are your own chief marketing officer. I tell this to my clients all the time. You are your own chief chief marketing officer and nobody can talk about and market you better than you. You need to have your introduction, your pitch ready to go. When they say, you know, hi, Tarika, thank you so much for interviewing with us today. Uh, We really look forward to this time together. Won't you start off with giving us a little bit about your background and your experience and, you know, just tell us a little bit about yourself. That pitch needs to be ready, right? That pitch needs to be ready to go. And I want to give you some pieces that you want to be sure to include. You definitely want to be able to give them your name (laughs) because even though they know it, you're going to say it again. So thanks so much. You know, again, Tarika Wheeler, I'm really excited to be here today. Thank you so much for the opportunity to speak with you about this project manager position, right? So right off the back, you are, you're restating who you are. You're letting them know that you're excited to be there and you're excited to be there to talk with them about the particular opportunity that is on the table, right? And then you go into and kind of give them your story, not a not a regurgitation of your resume, but I want you to give them your story, right? So I may say, you know, I'm incredibly passionate about project management. And over my, you know, 17 years of experience, I have definitely grown in this space and really looking forward to how I can take my background, my experience and my expertise and support the work that uh, is required within this role. You know, I started in project management in 2017. Boom. So um, again, it's a narrative. It's a story. Interviews are meant to be conversational, but you have got to have that pitch ready to go. So I want you to practice it. I want you to practice telling your story, introducing yourself, reiterating the position that you're coming to interview for, reminding them of your the level of expertise and years of experience that you have. And then let's start to tell them the story of when you got into the industry and in the field. And then you can go back and you can give them kind of the, here's where I am now, but then chronologically kind of build back up to that and then let them know, I am now here for this opportunity because what? I'm looking to grow in my professional career. I'm looking to uh, move to the next level and go to a leadership level, whatever it may be, you want to give them a complete understanding of why here, why now? Why do I want to come into this new position now? Why am I leaving, looking to leave my company, looking to leave a particular division? It's important for them to understand that. Okay. Important for them to understand that. So um, I want to let you know that the pitch is key. You have to be able to pitch yourself, okay? Number four, number four is huge. Stay focused and stay relevant. Stay focused and stay relevant. You have to be in a position to where you know what this position is that you're interviewing for and what is the relevant expertise that you can really draw upon to show them how you're going to be able to demonstrate value for the company based on the experiences and the expertise that you have, right? Based on your past job experiences, here's what you've been able to accomplish that's relevant. And here's how that can transfer and translate over into what 
is happening in their company and or organization. So many times in interviews, what happens is that people will, professionals just get lost in the moment. And you start talking about experiences, you start talking about um, actual job experiences that don't actually tie to the position that you're looking to, you know, to, to win, right? The position that you're looking to transition into. I want you to make sure that just as even a part of your preparation, you're going back and you're looking at your resume and saying, okay, here are the things that I'm going to be able to talk about based on the job description for this role. Here are the experiences, the accomplishments, the things that I have achieved in these other companies or organizations or roles that are relevant that I can be able to speak to as examples for this or the new company, right? For where you're looking to or you desire to go. So connect your expertise to what's happening within the company. Make sure it is relevant. The other piece that is so incredibly important, and I learned this um, from a dear colleague and mentor, is being sure that we're connecting to the bottom line. And the only way you're gonna be able to connect to the bottom line is understanding what the company does, what's important to them. Again, if we talk about the preparation at the beginning and doing your homework about that organization, you want to tie to the bottom line. How do your capabilities and skill sets connect to the bottom line? A great way to prepare for that in an interview is to think about where you are now and how are you demonstrating that value now? How are you taking what you do every single day and making sure that, yeah, it's not that you're just doing a great job, but it actually has the ability to impact a larger goal, right? It has the ability to impact a larger, maybe core value or strategic uh, plan that the company or organization has. What is it that you are doing to actually impact that? How does your role, your expertise and your accomplishments contribute to that? If you can make those connections or where you are now, then guess what? You're going to be able to think about that in the new role that you're looking for, right? In the new role that you're looking to transition to. So being focused and being relevant is so incredibly important. And especially because you need to make those connections. What are you thinking, guys? I hope this is incredibly helpful for you. You know, one of the things that I'm really excited about is this, this navigation of your career. I know that it can be challenging, but it's so much fun. It is so much fun. When you actually love what you do, or you know you're passionate about a certain area, um, a certain industry, a certain place that you are in your career, it's fun and it's exciting. But I know sometimes it can be challenging, right? Sometimes it can be challenging. And so on May 4th, I'm actually doing a free workshop. I'm doing a free workshop. I cannot wait to jump in and really help you navigate, help you navigate all that is occurring within your career. Why? Because sometimes we just need that additional layer of support. So I'm going to teach you some tactics and strategies to help you navigate your next career move and increase your salary. Okay, we're doing a workshop May 4th. And it's at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's free. It is a free live workshop. You can actually uh, go to, if you're following me on Instagram, professional underscore DNA, go to the link in my bio and register for the, for the workshop. You have to register, but it is free. In that workshop, we are going to go over so many things to help you navigate your career. We're going to 
really help you get a clear understanding of your unique talents and strengths and the new language for sharing your strengths with others, which goes right along with the interview, right? How do you talk about your strengths? How do you talk about your capabilities? How do you talk about what you're able to bring to a company and or organization? We're also going to talk about strategies for mapping a career path that actually positions you to increase your salary and remain promotable. So I just don't want you to increase your salary in a moment in time. I want you to remain promotable over the course of your career. And we're going to dig into that. You're also going to learn at this workshop a method for pursuing career success and achieving work-life harmony. You know, that is huge for me. I, you can be ambitious and you can have a successful career, but you can also win at home, right? Talking to, you know, you from a a personal perspective, there was a time where I was not winning at home. I was kicking butt in my career. At least I thought I was, but I wasn't winning at home because I was trying to balance between the two instead of having an integrated coexisting, um, you know, relationship between my personal life, my family life and my career, right? And my professional life. So you're going to learn about that. And then the last thing that you'll learn within this workshop is tools for shifting and maintaining the right mindset to achieve your desired success. Mindset is everything. Mindset is everything. It's the foundation of achieving the success we deserve. So uh, enough talking about the workshop. You can go again, to my Instagram, professional underscore DNA. Click right there um, on the link in my bio. Scroll down to the events and register for this free workshop. It is going to be amazing. (coughs) Amazing. Excuse me, guys. Okay, let's jump in and finish this out. So number five, number five. This one is huge because sometimes we don't know how to ask the right questions in an interview. We don't know how to ask the right questions in an interview. When we are asking questions, we want to be sure that we are covering the right subject matter when we talk about questions, okay? And you need to prepare your questions ahead of time. I want you to write them down. There may be questions that come up as the interview is happening, so I definitely want you to take notes. You should always have paper, pen, that you can actually take notes regardless if you are virtual or in person. But I want you to also come to the table with planned questions. I believe your questions should cover three bucket areas. One, expectations. Two, how will success for this role be measured? And three, culture. So let's cover those. For expectations, I think it's it's critical that you're asking questions that help you understand the more detailed expectations of the role. So for example, you may ask, you know, are there any direct reports that I will be managing in this position, right? You want to understand is there a, is just because there's a title of manager or director does not necessarily mean that you will have staff. And I know you're like, wait a minute, what? Just because you have the title manager or director does not always mean in certain organizations that staff report to you. Sometimes that is just the title and position within that company or organization. So you want to be very clear, are you going to be responsible for managing and directing the work of staff that report to you? And if so, about how many? Also around expectations, you want to understand, you know, are there certain 
reoccurring requirements that that need to be done within your role. So perhaps you're, um, I'll talk about being in a project management role. You know, perhaps you're in a project management role. Are there, you know, standing meetings with the client or with our stakeholders that, you know, I will be leading or engaging with directly in this role, right? You want to understand expectations. The second bucket is being sure that you understand how success will be measured, right? And that's important because you want to understand what does the company envision success looks like for a person in this role, right? If you're trying to see yourself in this role, don't you want to know what they think a successful person in the role would look like? What What does that feel like? What types of things they are doing, how they are performing? So you want to ask questions that help you get at how will success be measured? For example, you know, you can ask the question, does the company do annual performance reviews? Right? That's a great question. All companies do not do annual performance reviews. And when companies don't do annual performance reviews, it's not a bad thing, but it definitely puts it upon you as the employee to create a performance review of your own and create those opportunities for feedback and engagement with leadership and the supervisor or manager that you're reporting to so that you can position yourself to have great open lines of communication and constantly being able to track and communicate the successes and achievements that you are accomplishing over the course of your time within that company or within that team or division, right? So it's really, really important to understand how success is measured. You know, are there any uh, key success indicators for the company or key performance indicators for the company that are tied directly to this role? That's incredibly important as well, because then you're going to know there's another target that you're going to have to meet on either a quarterly basis or an annual basis. It's really important to ask those questions. And then the last one is culture. And this one is huge. You know, there are so many changes happening in the workplace right now. There are people resigning left and right because of culture. And I think you want to understand and ask questions around company culture. Sometimes the question can really be as simple as what is the work culture here? What's the what is the what is the work culture amongst uh, staff and leadership within the organization? Because every company really interprets the word culture differently, but it's a way to open up the conversation and see where they take you as they describe the quote unquote culture within their company. Right? Does that make sense? It's it you have to know that it's not just a one-way street in an interview. It's a two-way. They are interviewing you and clearly they believe that you are, you know, really potentially a good fit because they wouldn't have brought you in for the interview. But on the other side, you are also interviewing the company because you need to know, was this a great place for me to be? Is this a good place for me to spend my time within my professional journey, within my career? It, it not it's not just about the salary it's not just about the position in the title it's also about the culture of the organization this is also something that you can get at in your research you know take a look at what other individuals are saying about this company sometimes <laughs> people will write things that are negative that are not true but at least you get some insight into what types of things people are saying and let me tell you something when it comes to employment and then the workplace, there's some truth everywhere, right? And then you have to kind of decipher and discern what things you're going to to take at face value and what things you need to kind of understand and hear for yourself. 
Okay, so that is so critical. Make sure that you have planned questions and then listen intentfully to the things that you're hearing. You know, make sure that you're thinking about your core values. What are the things that are most important to you? And as the company is is interviewing you, they should be asking some of those questions and the, the things that they are saying should be aligning with your core values, should be aligning with things that are important to you professionally. If they are not, those might be areas or pockets where you have questions that you can write down. You know what? I want to come back to this question and ask this at the end. So questions are key. Asking questions are key. If you're able to do these steps to take these kind of strategies and apply them, it's going to help you ace this interview with confidence. Why? Because your head is held high, you are prepared, and you have a plan of action to go in and ace this interview. But it's when we don't take the time to be strategic about an interview that you could have an amazing resume and cover letter, but not be able to execute at the level you need to when you actually get to the table to have the conversation or come on screen to have the conversation about why they should choose you. Why are you the best fit for this company or organization? Okay. The last thing that I'm going to give you is a big one. And sometimes I think people forget the importance of it. And it's the follow-up and the thank you. The follow-up and the thank you are critical. It's not just about sending a two-sentence thank you email for their time. The follow-up and the thank you is critical because it really allows you to, yes, thank them, but also recap the experience that they just had with you and remind them of your excitement about this position and why you are the best candidate for this job, for this opportunity. Every single interview should follow with a thank you note and you have to make it your business as the the candidate, right? As the potential employee to get the information you need so that you can send a thank you letter. There are so many times that, you know, people will tell me, oh, well, I I didn't send a thank you note because uh, they didn't give me their email. Did you ask? Did you ask, you know, if, if I have any additional questions, you know, who could I follow up with? Every, every company and organization has HR. You can let them know, hi, my name is Tarika Wheeler. And I actually just interviewed for a senior project manager position. Um, I I believe I interviewed with Daniel. Um, Can, is it possible that I could get his email or someone within HR? I'd love to make sure I send a thank you note. You have to be proactive. That loop closure is showing your ability to build relationship. It's showing your ability to um, how your communication skills, because of course, that's another opportunity for them to see you engage in writing. And it is helping you give you one more step, right? One more leg up to remind them why you are amazing, why you are the one that needs to be in this role. You are the one that needs to be leading their teams, leading their projects, working with their clients. You're the one who needs to be at the front desk. You're the one that needs to be, you know, at the you know, at the, the the events and the shows, whatever it may be, whatever your industry may be, you want to reiterate that it's you. It's you that they need and you that they want. And that thank you note, again, helps you do that. It helps you bring it all back to center of why you. A thank you note can be the difference between getting a job and not. I'm gonna tell you right now. A thank you note can be the difference between getting a job and not. And you can't, <clears throat> cannot assume that just because their email was not readily available, that there is not an opportunity or a point of contact for you to communicate with. 
that's huge. And it is a common mistake that professionals do, especially as we're virtual and so many opportunities come about in different ways, whether if it is through LinkedIn or Indeed or what have you. And when they reach out to you, an interview with you, it might be with the recruiter or it might be with the um, something that's done like straight through the platform. There's all different types of things that people can do, but everyone has an email address. There is some point of contact or way for you to reconnect and you have to do so and say thank you. And not just, again, a basic thank you three sentence letter. You want to say thank you, remind them the position that they interviewed, um, you for so you know thanking uh, the individual to say you know thank you so much for taking time to speak with me today about this opportunity for senior project manager. Um, I really appreciate the time, and then go into why why you appreciate the time, and that I I truly believe that this will be a great opportunity for both myself and the company given my X number of expertise and experience or X number of years in X Y and Z. Let them know that you heard what they were saying. You know, we can say one of the things that you stressed today was the importance of team building. I have an incredible amount of experience in building and mentoring high functioning teams to ensure that we meet the goals of the company and or organization, like bring them back to why you, is that making sense? Bring them back to why you, if you have not taken your thank you letters to the next level, I want to encourage you to do that. The next time you have an interview and you need to do kind of that follow-up, I want you to take that letter to the next level and recap and reiterate why you. Guys, that's it. That's it. I, you, you can ace this next interview. You can do it. I know you can. You can ace this next interview and you can do so with confidence. But I, you have got to be sure, you've got to be sure that you are prepared and you are positioning yourself for success. And when you are prepared and positioning yourself for success, you can honestly go after anything with confidence, especially an interview. So again, I'm reminding you, be sure you're following me on Instagram, professional underscore DNA. Click the link in my bio. I want to see you in my May 4th workshop. It is going to be a free virtual workshop. We're talking about career mapping, and I'm going to help you navigate your next career move and how to increase your salary. It is going to be an amazing workshop, and I don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to miss it. I know that you're ready to take your career to the next level. I know that you're ready to explore new and great things because you know that you were made for bigger and greater things in your professional journey. Hey, let's do it. And this May 4th workshop is literally going to be a big step, a catalyst for you to move some things in the right direction. And guess what? Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. So be sure that you share this with others as well. Guys, you know how I feel about you. You have absolutely everything inside of you, everything inside of you to be your best and unique self. What is that? your professional DNA, your defined natural ability to succeed, your defined natural ability to quite frankly kick butt professionally, and you have everything you need right there inside of you. Until next time, bye.